You're now listening to a Rat House Production podcast. For more podcasts, hey, hey, like you guys, and welcome to That's Live 27 Years in the Making. I'm counting. I'm your host, I'm Tara, also known as Matt the Rat, and as always, I am Patrick. I uh, there we go. am Sparta. Feels like we're coming in hot. Feels like we're coming in clear today. Sounds good to me. Can, Ooh, yeah, it sounds yeah, that sounds nice. Can you see clearly now that the rain is gone? Mm, I can see a little clearly because I have my glasses on. That's about it. <laughs> How you doing today, bud? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, we tried to play a game with each other, and it was essentially the no game. Yeah, and and, and we didn't establish the rules before we started playing. I mm, guess because it's the no game, there's no rules. <laughs> but I like. I'm not gonna lie. I once I was able to venture into movies, that was the last straw. Was No Country for Old Men. I couldn't name anything couldn't else. Anything and right else? when you came back, I was like, I'm fucked. I was about to go into clothing. I was gonna be like, No rule, no limits. <laughs> What's funny is we were doing bands that started with no. Mm-mm. Well, before that, I know we no, had no, stuff no. before that, but once we got to bands, okay, that we had a good flow, and then I was like, "Shit, I've run out of bands that start with no." And uh, no th- control was actually a punk song by Bad uh, Religion. So, and I, yeah, I, it didn't even occur to me that we had been using titles too. But then you said "No Country for Old Men," I'm like, "Are we doing movies?" But this is the best part. I wrote "No Man's Land." Then I looked it up to see if that was actually a movie. Wow, you fuck. <laughs> I'm really? like, I, I guarantee, because it's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, No Man's Land. There has to be a movie called No Man's Land. So I just sent it to see if you would figure it out. And then I, I Google it and I found three movies with that title. So I was like, what if I send it again? <laughs> be like, not different No, it movie. doesn't count. It doesn't count. I actually thought you were m- maybe doing No Man's Land, which was, I think, the story arc after Nightfall with Batman. It was after... Um, it was, it was chronologically, yeah, it was after Nightfall, but it was right after Contagion and Cataclysm. Yeah, which was basically like a five-year story arc yep. of whole- And I thought of that as soon as I hit send. I'm like, No Man's Land, that's Batman. I was going to start going into like comic book stuff. Oh, you would have killed me. <laughs> all right, all right. Just as that's long the, as that would have That's happened. just not even fair at oh, that come point. On. No, oh my God. You could have done like some sort of Star Wars book, right? That Don't starts th- with no? I can't think of one. If we were just naming like titles of, of you could have you could have done you could have done Vader. No, no. <laughs> I should have just texted you. Where is Padme? <laughs> just left it at that. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, I hate you. So, um, I want to get a little serious, man, because something happened to me prior to this weekend. Thank the Lord for this weekend. Let's just say that. We'll, we'll bust a, a Pulp Fiction and uh, we'll start at the beginning. Thank the Lord for this weekend. Because if not... So are we having a serious episode this week? Not such a serious episode, okay. but something or that d- something that did serious. happen and it is serious. All right. Um, this week I was having a lot of issues because, uh, or this past week, because I was trying to set up everything uh, for WonderCon. It really wasn't getting much response. It's Valiant, my boys, my guys. Um, Hunter wasn't getting back to me, which is uh, now the lead marketing guy. And, he, and um, I'll clear that up in a little bit. But he didn't get back to me. Uh, DC didn't didn't even bother emailing me. DC stands for don't care. It stands for Detective Comics Comics. DC Comics. Yeah, I know, but they don't care. (laughs) So it felt like, I'll tell you that much. Uh, And then uh, we got some stuff through Boom, which was nice. But basically, when that happened, I, I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for close to five years now. Maybe it's just time to throw in the towel. Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, you know, maybe it's time to just shut down Rent House Productions. Uh, I love everybody that's a part of it. I love everyone that had their hand in it. But, you know, I got a kid on the way. We're really not generating any money as much as I love to do it with my friends. Realistically, the the end game is to get everybody paid. Because this is something I love. But, you know, like, 
you can only do something you love for so long until it's like, all right, it's it's time to time to throw in the towel. Sometimes passion projects become burdens. Yeah. When life starts to get I mean when bands. life starts to get really serious and get real, you you know, you ha- you do have to make some of the heavy decisions. Yeah, like and like I just said with like bands, it's like you get to the point where you're like, all right, well, we're not going anywhere but the backyard. Yeah. I mean there so. I had a point in my life when I quit playing music was because I mean I was already still kind of like back in college, but it got to the point that it was time to get serious about graduating. I was taking way too long and I had to make that call of like, all right, well, there's only so many things I have time for. And you can, you can do everything half-assed or you can do one thing whole-ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's that kind of feeling. And you try to juggle for as long as you can, but sometimes you get to a point that you're just like, can't keep these balls in the air. Yeah. And that's what I felt like. Uh, especially with myself, uh, you know, I started reaching out to other podcasts and other podcasts are starting to say yes. They're starting to see uh, the deal that we do have at Rat House and, and we're extremely transparent and everybody knows uh, everyone that's been a part of us in the past, everyone that is a part of us currently. Uh, basically, the deal is anything you have on our website, I get to keep. Mm. Uh, I don't have to pull it down if you ever quit, right. but you are more than welcome to step away from the podcast. And when you do uh, take your archive with you, do all that, it's just that those particular episodes stay with us. And on top of it, switch your feed over when you have, when your RSS feed hits us, that gets our numbers to go higher. Right. And that allows us to to market us, to take it to people and be like, look, we get these many people to listen to us uh, or are subscribed and are currently listening more and more. So that really helps. And on top of it, on marketing wise, I go tag me on everything so I could repost it on yeah. Instagram and have our rat house Instagram nice and full. And I actually uh, did have a meeting with someone and, and it was pretty funny because they're like, you do understand like this deal sounds too good to be true. You have promo codes like audible.com slash rat house, R A T T H A U S. You go ahead and there are 180,000 books that you can listen to on Audible. So go ahead and go to audibletrial.com slash rathouse, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S on it. Or download Lyft and use our promo code RHP. Get 10 rides, $5 off. Of course, you go to Geek Fuel, click on the banner at rathouse, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S, and get 30% off of your first Geek Fuel box. But yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get money for it. We got our first paycheck recently. Nice. Wasn't the biggest, wasn't the greatest. But, start somewhere. Hey, man, money's money. And... They were like, you know, this sounds too good to be true. And the thing is, like, the way that I looked at it jumping into podcasting was basically, it was the image idea. Because Image Comics doesn't own any of their comics, technically. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're here to offer you a platform, but you have to do all the grunt work. And, you know, if you flop after a few months, it's okay. Shit happens. But if you decide to, to go the long run... And it ends up working out. Well, you're also taking my name with you, so it ends up helping. Right. And that's the way I saw it. So <laughs> so being told, like, hey, man, like, this sounds too good to be true. It was pretty funny. I thought it was great. But uh, I assured him, and I have to actually send out an email to make sure to write down everything in full details. But that's why I started it. And it just got to that point where it's like, dude, you know what? Like, I've just been punching the ground and just punching it, being because it's the only thing I really have in order to try and dig. Mm-hmm. And... How far am I getting? It felt like I was getting nowhere. It wasn't until WonderCon mm. when I when I finally got to meet my idol, mm-hmm. my the guy that started podcasting for me over four years ago. I was unemployed, and uh, all I could do <laughs> all I could do was clean my house, and that was my form of rent for my for my family. And um, 
And I just started listening to Kevin Smith's podcast and Kevin Smith started telling me, telling everyone, you know, do a podcast, man. Like you could always do that. And I was like, well, my dream isn't to do a podcast. My dream is to have a podcast network is to have multiple things. And not only am I here doing it and and working that, but also telling Kevin Smith that being able to interview Kevin Smith and going about it the legal way. Cause I had a chip in my shoulder, man. I tried to give him my card and he was like, it just doesn't work that way. And he was being real with me mm-hmm. as much as I was highly offended and felt insulted. Like, how could you say no to me? Like I'm your fan, which I guess is a lot of issues with a lot of people in general, but he was like, dude, you just, you have to go the correct way. And it finally happened. And it did. And at the very end of the interview, I was like, you know, because of you, I run a podcast network and I run multiple podcasts. And he didn't even fucker gave you a hug. I was so happy to get to see that. (laughs) Didn't even like, didn't even like hesitate. He didn't even say anything at first. Yeah. I just told him and he was like, oh, and he just hugged me. That was beautiful, dude. I was like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Cause the first thing I'm thinking is man boobies in my face. That's the first thing that I was like, his titties in my face. (laughs) Normally this is a woman and this is not a woman, but he just, he gave me this huge hug, man. He's like, that's what I want to hear. And if it wasn't for that moment, I would have been like, you know what? I think, I think this weekend is time to throw in the towel. But then I realized how much I love and adore and anyone and everyone that has opened a door for Rat House Productions and myself from that stupid snobby kid that not over exaggerated over four years ago went to his very first convention and it was called WonderCon and my very first interview with the very first person that ever said yes to me, Tom Waltz, the writer uh, and editor at IDW and writer of TMNT with his idol, Kevin Eastman. And the the things that I talked about with him uh, going into how Image Comics wrote the shittiest TMNT run <laughs> ever, and they are currently using fucking continuity from that shitty-ass TMNT run. And I called him out on it, this this con, too. I was like, dude, I, we were talking, I was talking shit on the Image run, and you told me to look out for something, and you decided to put Donatello in a full robot, like how he was half robot, in the Image run in the first issue. He's like, just wait till later. There's more. And I was like, oh, fuck. So to come back to the Mecca, to, to, go, to come home, to, uh, uh, to Hunter being like, hey, man, it wasn't anything against you, which Hunter is the guy that runs uh, the marketing for Valiant. He's like, it was nothing against you that I didn't reply. Now with my new position, I get 500 emails a day and I star as many as possible and I never get back to them. I just have to keep going mm-hmm. forward. So he goes, here's my assistant's email. CC him every single time and it will make it to me. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but to get offered to interview the editor-in-chief of Valiant Mm -hmm. is a huge honor. And uh, to actually take Tiffany to an Exo Manowar panel, which, Exo Manowar, right here, Uh, take take her to the panel, and, like, she looked around and was like, wow, like, this many people care about Exo Manowar. Like, this many people care about Valiant. Mm -hmm. So she was was in awe about that. So to, to finally come home and to... Um, for everybody to be so nice and so gracious and, uh, for the comic book writers to that, that I've worked with for so long and to remember me and to now help us switch up the format of comics after dark to the point where we're essentially booked for two weeks. That's awesome. I mean, not two weeks, two months of having a guest That's awesome. every week is, uh, is phenomenal and amazing. And, um, Patrick, you you helped out, so I I really have to say thank you. And it was it's so great to get someone other than me and Tiffany doing shit because that shit's hard. And on top of it, you allowed me to meet another Hold one on. of my. I'm idols. gonna say the same thing I told you when I was at the comic con. 
Dun, 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 dun. You're gonna tell me that <laughs> again? <laughs> no, I didn't do shit, dude. I just came and pushed the button on the camera. I was just happy to hang out with you guys. I had a blast, and I'm glad that both between you and John, you guys convinced me to go because I was kind of like, you know, you're leaning more towards John. <laughs> John, no, no for let, those let, that don't let me, know, let me tell you why. Let uh, me tell you why. John is the writer of Transformers and uh, now currently on the IDW Optimus Prime. And are you, are you going to tell me why? Because you're part of the Marvel canon universe. <laughs> you rad bastard. You I'm got to now. I'm waiting until you have me on as a guest on Comics <laughs> After Dark because I'm canon. No, no, This no. guy is now canon in the fucking Marvel universe. So who would have known that one day... He would be there being able to say that he is now. Now, I don't know if your character died or not. No, I'm my guy's still there. All right. Fair so, enough. But, but here's the truth. Uh, John hit me up the day before and said, hey, are you coming to WonderCon? And I said, I'm on the fence. I haven't really decided. He said, I'll be there Friday, Saturday. <clears throat> and I didn't have to go to the con to see him. He's like, you know, we could grab lunch while I'm up in Anaheim. Yeah. But but it was both of you because I was like, no, 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 no. That's when I said to you, are you going? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to interview John Barber. <laughs> and I thought you had already had to set up. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. And you're like, set it up. <laughs> well, well, I was, no, well, what happened was I was talking to IDW and IDW actually did reach back to me. Uh, uh, shout out to Steven. Uh, but they were basically like, they were kind of on the fence about it. They're like, I just can't guarantee anything. Right, right. Here right. are our writers, but it all depends on their schedule, which is why I kind of got dicked out of a, of a, um, a Tom Waltz interview, but, um, but I, you know, at, at the end of the day, I was like, dude, it's cool. I got a lot of footage. Like you don't have to worry. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, we'll set up something post. Steven's like, that's perfect. I'm so sorry. And he's like, Tom even said that he's sorry, but he said he had to go. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. So it was basically like the opportunity was there. It just wasn't set in stone. You were just the one that was able to like solidify it. Yeah. And you've been asking me for months to make it happen and I've been yes. lagging on it. I'm not, I'll be the first to admit. Um, so when I realized you two would be in the same place, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to go. I'm, <laughs> I got to go keep my promise. Yeah, so. which was great, dude. Having have, And that's the thing, like, uh, people don't understand, like, when you cover these conventions, like, you're going as a fan, you fucking go to panels and look at everything and every little detail. Going as press, you don't have that luxury. It's It's work. So you have to be in there. And if you're running late on anything, it's not like, oh, well, I missed that panel. It's basically I missed a possible opportunity right. of a lifetime, which if we wouldn't have made it to that Goldberg's, we would have missed an opportunity of a lifetime by yep. saying by not being able to interview Kevin Smith. Yep. Even with me, um, uh, I did a Lucifer interviews on Sunday and uh, I don't know shit about Lucifer. But luckily I got to walk into an old friend. RC part of fanboynation.com and I was like hey man and he goes hey and I go you watch Lucifer and he goes yeah I go cool I'm sitting at your fucking right, table <laughs> right so he's there and he's he's blasting out great questions and really unique ones really like thought out rather than saying how good is the TV show it's like well how strong is your faith now in God has it diminished has it increased like how far down the the rabbit hole did you go into religion great fucking questions and and uh after that we got to talking and i was like hey man like you know i kind of had some bad blood with you know one of your one of his head guys so that was the way that i parted ways and well but i heard that that he's no longer working with you and he's like yeah you know uh we decided to part ways officially a few months ago so uh, i've been running the whole thing i was like oh that's cool let's go ahead let's grab lunch mm mm-hmm. Let's uh let's see what we could do again. And he was like, "That sounds perfect, man. I'd love to work with you again." So, once again, another opportunity that if I wouldn't have went, I would have never had that conversation. We would have never exchanged words, and 
and that was it, man. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen and what yeah. lies ahead of you. And uh, the, 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 the cherry on top is the fact that when we took a picture with Kevin Smith, not only is it myself, Tiffany, <laughs> and Patrick in it, but John Barber, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that's been working on Transformers for over seven years and now continuing on with Optimus Prime, the man that made Patrick canon in the Marvel Universe, if you guys pick up, I believe it was like issue, It was it one and two or six and seven? Two. Issue, uh, issue, issue two. Issue two of Punisher, Doctor Strange. Uh, Punish. Was it Punisher, Doctor Strange? I thought it was Punisher. Punisher and Doctor Strange. Okay, Punisher, Doctor Strange uh, is now canon. Mm-hmm. Look for me in the first season of Punisher and probably Doctor Strange <sighs> 2. No, 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 uh, no, no. Is that no, not no. how this works? No. Well, first off, <laughs> first off, they're two different universes. They don't cross, remember? Oh, but I'm going to be the guy that makes it happen. Oh, you're going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the fucking this middle where, guy? Where, Get the every, fuck Everybody's out. been asking for The cockiness cap. that he got from being in one well, okay, issue. Let me take that back. You know... Season one of Punisher, I pro- I may not show up until kind of like, you know how they... they You're the end credit scene? They drop somebody in just... There's like that throw... What seems like a throwaway episode. Like, remember the Daredevil, like, Stick came in and then he left? <laughs> but that was really setting up season two. You know what I'm talking about? So, I may make a quick appearance in the first season of Punisher, but what they're really setting up is Punisher season two is going to be an adaptation of John's comic. <laughs> and they're going to bring Doctor Strange in, Okay. <laughs> And that's where the bridge is going to happen. And then at that point, all those Netflix characters can come over to the cinematic universe. And that's when they're going to make it in Infinity Gauntlet too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity that's, that's, Wars. That's exactly, this is all going to happen in between one and two. Because obviously the Avengers aren't strong enough in the first Infinity, Infinity Wars. Okay, they're going to need reinforcements. And who is going to find those reinforcements? No, so what's going to happen mm-hmm. is it's going to kind of be like, um, it's going to kind of be like, uh, the ending of Batman Begins where it's like Batman and Gordon talking and like the mm-hmm. card is flipped. Yep. But what's going to happen is <laughs> it's going to be my face on the it's card. Gonna, it's going to be, no, it's going to be Punisher talking to Daredevil and, and, and it's going to be like, there's only one cop I wouldn't assassinate on that squad. Bon Frisco. Whoa, <laughs> I wasn't one of the cops. What were you? I was just a dude in a car. Oh, get the fuck out of here. But, but they yelled your name. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm one of Punisher's old friends. It's perfect. Because are you one of Punisher's yeah, yeah, old yeah, friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fuck. perfect. Because if you think about it, he was just a guy in a car. And what am I right now? Unemployed. <laughs> I'm gonna be driving for Uber. It's it's you know maybe Lyft. Use don't. What's our Lyft code again? Throw that out there. RHP. Of course. See, nice segue. You like that? Oh God. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead, man. Let's get into some shout outs. Um, of course, growing up, not growing old podcast. If you ever want to call into the podcast, call 714-684-1652. Of course, shout out to the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. Support superiority complex, that hashtag show via YouTube. Geek Speak Show, third party controller. Bats Podcast and Shane Gray Live, as well as... Uh, Radio Free Mandalore. Oh, don't you don't got to do and, that. And uh, who's the other one? What's the what's the movie one? Hollywood and Vine. Hollywood and Vine or in Vine? And. Hollywood and Thanks, Vine. Thanks, man. Podcast. I didn't need to do that, but yeah, that's appreciated. Dude, they, they, yeah, you know, you never shout me out on your podcast, so it's fine. But that's none of my business. Let's go ahead. Let's talk uh, about why, you, why, man. You, you watch next week. Well, I got you now. Uh, no, don't, don't, wor- no, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. All right. Don't worry about it. No, no. Shh, fucking worry about it. 
No, because as soon as you said that, in my head, I'm like, I already know what I'm going to do. I already know what I'm going to do. Don't worry. I might have. Patrick has a great Star Wars podcast that that he totally, first off, didn't bring to Rat House Productions. Second off, like, does so much production in it, it actually puts me to shame. From the person that started his first podcast to the person that produces like eight or ten podcasts at this point, I'm fucking up in life. No, you know how easy it is to sit around and do hours of production when you don't have a job? <laughs> you don't have to do it real time like you guys do, trust so, me. So flash forward a couple months when I have, you know, a nine to five again and see how much production is on there. You're just going to be pulling out your hair and you're going to be like, No, the Fuck. episodes are going to be two hours long because you're going to hear all the space and you're just all not the spaces and just the, no, no, it's the okay. dead air. And the- <laughs> all, you do is, all you do is go into effects uh-huh. and there's like a silence, like indi- it's called uh, indicate silence and it deletes all the, all the silence. I haven't showed you that yet. No, I'm definitely God. gonna have to show him yeah, that. Seriously, you just. But if it. you're not, but are you editing out ums? Yeah. Okay, I then I get those. Then I'll you have to do the ums there. first, and then, then you the edit sounds. out all nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what do we got coming up this week? Uh, Stop saying um. I'm gonna have to cut that out. Oh wait. No, no cutting <laughs> out. We actually have. But Aaron. I like. I, I love that about the show. It's just whatever. With this whatever show, we, whatever we do, oh that's, god, what that's, you see is what you that's get. That's the damning of this show, if anything. But it's beautiful. Oh, it's great. I love it. I feel like it's a radio show. That's it why really I make is. sure to do it. Uh, that's why I like doing like ha- doing multiple things. Yeah, free forming it. You know, having the one thing that's like this, no net. <laughs> yeah, right. I, don't get, just, I never get to say, dude, can you cut that one piece out? <laughs> is that it's, why you're always silent to make sure? Sometimes, that- sometimes I'm just like. There's something I want to say, but I don't know. <laughs> is it dead? Ba- is it dead baby no, jokes? Oh, that's terrible, dude! I literally left an after party on dead baby jokes. It was like mm-hmm. they no, went into you. dead baby jokes. I was like, now it's time to leave, people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. think I can stay here anymore. This yeah. is this last call. <laughs> um, I damn it! I was gonna say something, but I completely forgot. the The podcast is great. I really do suggest listening to Patrick's podcast, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, and especially if you're really lazy about news. Like he fanboys so hard. Like I don't have to fanboy at all i'm just like cool that was enough for me i'm good to go and uh stop dissing on uh, on on ezra man never he's a good kid hey, listen that's what i have tim for he's he has to go bad though right like he has, he has to, to become a sith you think so there can't he can't become a sith he has to look it's a disney cartoon i got it they're I not gonna it. kill him on the show no 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 they are but they're gonna do it mall status so they don't no, show it that's why I, they teased us with it I, I don't even, what I, because here's the thing. The problem I think is that at some point the show could get canceled before they even have a chance to wrap it up. They'll show him die in some other media, like a book or a comic. And that's going to be really disappointing because I think wherever a character starts is where they're, they, I'm fine with them crossing over, but I think wherever their story starts is where their story should end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it bothers me that, that I, I don't think they'll kill him off. He has to die before we catch up to a new hope or you're, you're really you're Screw, pushing you're it. screwing yeah, yeah, yeah. with star wars but i don't think it will happen on the show what if like what if it does but they address that he dies in the rogue one battle it's too close it's but it's, why chopper's there technically yeah but chopper ain't a jedi <laughs> yeah it's but, just it's your, your, your mess look it's like well, there's technically, a scene in rogue one where where mon mothma says to 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 bail like what about your friend the jedi why wouldn't they just be like oh we already have two jedi <laughs> Like you don't have to worry about you know, that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where 
when they started the show, maybe that was their intent. Like, yeah, we'll just kill him off. Because if you watch the first season, it was much more violent. People got decapitated and stuff. And since then, it's become a little... They're like, crap, we caught wind. They're a li- yeah, I think so. I think they're a little more targeted at kids and um, like younger, younger kids. And yes. that now to, they're to the point that I do not think they'll kill yes. off a main, the, the, the main kids. character. I think they'll kill off characters, but I don't think they'll kill off the main character of, a, you know, who is supposed to be the person that the kids that are watching identify with. You know what I'm saying? And how many times is Chopper cuss in an episode? Every episode. <laughs> Multiple times. What the fuck? Dude, he really did. After you played that, everything fucking clicked in my head that yeah. that damn droid is saying. And I'm pretty sure you're right. He did say what the fuck. I'm going to be disappointed. Are you looking forward to episode eight? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Is it going to be called, or is it all one sentence and it's the force awakens the last Jedi to go back to bed? Why would you awaken someone to go back to bed? Maybe it was just like a, mm-hmm. like they thought an earthquake was happening and they like shaked it. Are you slightly annoyed that we have a third Death Star? No. Really? I think that's very unoriginal. I would have I would have really liked the organic Death Star so you couldn't sense it in the Force and all that like in the books. That would have been dope. I think, and interesting. I think in a world where Death Stars exist, you would still keep seeing them. But why is that the ultimate weapon? Out of all the things, like a planet destroyer. Why can't it be like, why can't so, it be, what about like, okay, what if it's like, you know how they have the the, the Corvette, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, in Rogue One? Why couldn't it be like a ship so big that it destroys, like it goes through planets and destroys it, but could still survive the destroying of it? So this is what I think. So with the Death Star, it had to move through hyperspace to get to a planet to blow it up. The idea behind Starkiller Base was it could blow up an entire system from a distance, from anywhere. So if you're, um, you know, if you think of it in terms of the Empire, how did we turn this into a Star Wars podcast? Good job, I like it. <laughs> you're welcome. But if you think of it in terms of okay, the Empire was already in control. I'm actually teasing your knowledge, so when oh, people geez. are like Star Wars, they turn to you. So go on. If if you're the Empire in A New Hope and you're just trying to keep planets in line, like their their idea was the Death Star is going to basically use fear to govern. So if a planet is, you know, looking like they're going to revolt, all of a sudden the Death Star comes out of hyperspace in 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 orbit over your planet, you're probably going to calm the fuck down, right? You're yeah, not going to yeah, yeah. you're not going to misbehave anymore. Yeah. The First Order on the other hand is not the government in control. They're coming in to try and take over. So at this point, from anywhere, they could just destroy the planets that don't fall in line. Yeah. And I think that's why it makes sense. I mean, well, for me, I'm guessing now that now, now that you're talking about this, it's kind of like the evolution from like uh, a nuclear bomb to an H bomb. And if you think about, it, they talk. They, there's that there's that line in the beginning of the Force Awakens that the First Order grew out of the ashes of the Empire. So for the Starkiller base was probably something realistically that the the Empire was already working on during okay. the time of the Death Stars. And if you figure it took them almost 20 years to build the first one, it's safe to assume they were working on the second one somewhat simultaneously. So do you feel like... So I f- think we may discover through the extra material that they were just working on tons and tons of these like frightening weapons. So would you say that maybe like the em- the Empire was like was like Hitler while like the First Order is like the KKK? It's like the continuation of it? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean, that would be most comparable, I right? I think um, what they're trying to show in like the books and stuff is that the Empire wasn't completely defeated in Return of the Jedi. It was, you know, it took another year to 
make them completely just give up. Yeah. The empire, the emperor was gone and it's implied that, okay, the good guys won, but there were still more battles and people vying for power. And after a year or so of this, the empire just retreats into like the far corner of the galaxy. Licks its wounds and, and they were weak. And and the first order is what came out of that. So yeah, you could say that this was like a faction within the empire that decided like, we're going to rebuild. I mean, it's probably, it's, it's it's almost a a deliberate ripoff because you know, from a stormtrooper outfit to their stormtrooper. Yeah, they have the same, same and they're called, Stormtroopers. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, you could probably compare it to you know, you had Germany in World War One, and they got beaten down, and then they thirty rebuild. years later, yeah, yeah. we're back. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's 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 still Germany, but it was this time it was you know the Nazi Party within Germany. Okay. And I'm no history major, but you know, it's just that idea that they they returned as something else. They're building tanks. They're fine. Yeah. They're building more tanks. They're fine. We're taking over. What the fuck? Why couldn't we right, see this, you right? guys? <laughs> Um, I'm, I, I like this trilogy and what they're doing so far. I mean, I really do. I'm not, I'm not saying like, I like it, but I was just going to say, I'm, I'm almost more interested in what the next one will be. I, I hope this isn't just like a, every time they decide to do a trilogy, it's like, up oh, some, something bad's happened and we're all resolved. I would actually like for this one to re- end in a stalemate. I would, I would love it if the last scene of this trilogy is instead of Kylo Ren being redeemed or being killed, he ends being like the ultimate villain. Like this trilogy is seeing him come into his own. I don't think that's going to happen. That's my feeling though. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying what I would, if if, if it were up to me. Yeah. Right now you have Snoke as the big bad and I'd like to see him defeated before the end of this, but Kylo ascends and becomes a true villain. And that's why they show him as kind of like temper tantrums and stuff because we're seeing him. So what what I would love for the, the final scenes of episode nine to be, and then they take a little break and come back a few years later with 10, 11, 12 is I would love to see Kylo Ren in Darth Vader's castle. Okay. And Ray setting foot inside the Jedi Temple on Coruscant for the first time. And that's where we leave things. Okay. So I don't want him to be Sith, but we leave it with the good guys win. Maybe the First Order is defeated, but now you have you have the return of the Jedi Order, but Kylo is still around. So this is so our when we flash this forward, is our episode one, two, and three, if you will. Because that's like the one, making two and three of, were Anakin of, starting good and falling. I would like to see this. They started with Kylo Ren's already the villain. And let's let him ascend first and actually become what he thinks he's supposed to be, the new Darth Vader. So when we pick up later, and, and I don't want to see him have the story, same story. If we if he if he carries over into the next story, I don't want to see him redeemed. Let's let's defeat him. Like let's take our time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, my idea is that he's actually gonna come to the to the light side. And then from there, they're gonna defeat Snoke. In in episode uh, nine, but there's going to be hella trust issues because mm-hmm. he's going to be like, no, but like I was good hearted and I was confused and seduced by the dark side. And that's actually going to cause Ray to kind of teeter totter because she's and her first emotion is I need to kill you. Mm-hmm. You killed Han. Mm-hmm. You killed a lot of people that we loved. I need to kill you. He's like, no, but like. I am good in my heart, which is why Leia said, you know, I'm good in, like, there's something good in there. It's just, it's going to take a moment. As for that moment where she's like, oh, my heart hurts, is that her knowing her son is completely seduced by the dark side, or is it, I just lost my love? The force sensitivity is far too much for her to to, to actually know without mm-hmm. her saying at that moment, at least for me. So... That's what uh, Patrick thinks of that. So you can go ahead and check out more of his thoughts at uh, Radio Free Mandalore on iTunes. Are you on Stitcher? Not yet. Uh, iTunes. getting started, but iTunes for now. Hey, man. How's your week been? Other than um, a WonderCon. WonderCon was so much fun. Um, aside from that, it's just getting stuff squared away before I leave for Florida. Mm. Would you suggest WonderCon over Comic-Con? 
I haven't been to Comic-Con in a long time, but from what I hear, like, if you don't like crowds. <laughs> yeah. Actually, believe it or not, more crowded today than Saturday. Was it really? Or more crowded on Sunday than Saturday. Uh, yeah, um, they, it, it for the first time in WonderCon history, it sold out on Sunday. Really? It has cool. never sold out on Sunday, ever. So I would say this, I mean... And Mark, and this is, this and Mark is, Wade didn't show up for like the 20th con I've ever been to. Jeez. Oh yeah. This is, um, you know, it was my first WonderCon. I haven't been to, to San Diego in quite a while, probably a decade. But if you're into comics, this con was amazing. Oh, yes, it because was. Because it's literally, it's, even though San Diego is called Comic-Con and this is called Wonder, this is the true Comic-Con. Yes. San Diego is just pop culture con. It's everything. Yeah. It's movies. It's, it's movie con. It's, it really is movie con, let's face it. It's yeah. become movie con over the last 20 years. Or entertainment con. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Because everybody, because it's so big and you have so much room, everybody wants to be at this thing to, to push whatever it is they're making, you yeah. know? I liked this because it was so comic centric. Yeah. So if you're into comics and you never and you're like me and you've never gone to WonderCon, you should definitely check it out. I live in Anaheim and I had never gone. Really? Yeah. I just never got around to it, dude. You know? it, it like I said, it, it it's my favorite convention to go to. Like, there's just something about it. And like you just said, it's it's so comic book based mm-hmm. that like that's going to be your best bet to find anything fucking exclusive. Because that's what Comic-Con's on. Exclusive, exclusive, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, what are you going to do with that exclusive other than fucking let it sit in your fucking garage? Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is you're going to buy it, you're going to CGC it, and you're going to stare at it in fucking plastic and never touch <laughs> it. Realistically. Coming from the man that totally bought like 20 exclusives from WonderCon. But nonetheless... <laughs> <laughs> but I bought them because I was getting them signed, so don't judge me. Uh, Kevin Eastman signed all my team and D's, which I was so grateful for. But um, this is the place where where you're always going to run into, first off, the drummer of System of the Down, mm-hmm. which did I get to point out to you as yeah. well? Uh, I got to point out to Tiffany and uh, an estranged man that we went to his hotel room to watch Rick and Morty and realized that we might have made a mistake after we watched it. Jeez. But it, luckily he didn't murder us. But yeah, I point uh, I pointed out to him and they were like, oh my God. And I was like, no, you can't go up to him. Like he doesn't like that. Uh, but to go there and to see all those old comics and just stuff that like, it's like, why is Resident Evil here? I don't fucking get it. Or why is Lionsgate here? Mm-hmm. I don't fucking get it. Look, I started going to San Diego Comic Con in the late 80s, maybe maybe 1990. It was around that time, 89, 90. Yeah. This is what I remember that being like. Yeah, and that's what most books. people say. I went there for comic books. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I went again. I, I think the last time I've been to San Diego was probably 2004. And, it, and I went a couple years in a row. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. I've never been back. But I went several years when I was young, and then I missed it for a long time. I came back for several years in a row when I was in college and I was just like, this thing is ridiculous now. And I've heard it. Of course it's only gotten bigger and it's, worse, it, but it's, it's gotten way worse. Even covering comic con for us, um, like WonderCon, like I said, it's not, it's not so movie based and everything. So you're able to walk around and, and, and find really cool, awesome stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, when it comes to comic con, oh they not only took over the port in the back, they've taken over essentially all the hotels that touch yeah. the San Diego convention center. So it's, a 30-minute process to get into the convention mm-hmm. and a 30-minute process to get out. I guess the difference for me, and I'm not complaining about San Diego Comic-Con, but when I went, like when I first started going was when like junior high, high school, I would go with my friends, yeah, including yeah. our guy, John Barber. Yeah. When and I, when you, I went to college. You went to saw, see a movie called Akira? No, I, I, that was the first year they went. I, I went the next year. Oh, okay. When I went back to Comic-Con when I was in college, I would go by myself. And that's why it got to the point that it was so big that it was, especially when it essentially became MovieCon, it's kind of like, you know, I could I could essentially go to Comic-Con from my laptop. 
Yeah. Everything, At this moment, everything, yeah. I'll, everything they're going to reveal there is going to be online like that yeah. in this internet age. But now, after going to New York Comic Con last last uh, October, yeah. going to WonderCon with you, going to Star Wars Celebration next week, I have a new reason to go to cons now because it's it's fun to go with people. Oh, yeah. I, I used to just race down there because I'd be in summer school or whatever and like go down for a couple hours. In fact, one year I went strictly to see if I could run into John back when he was working for Marvel and he was living in New York. And I just kind of assumed he'd be there. And I get down there, I'm like, John, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I didn't go this year. I'm like, ah, you know, but <laughs> well, now you know, it's time to wander alone. Yeah. So, but I mean, I didn't care. I just wanted to like look at everything, see the new Star Wars stuff. But it's uh, it's so much different to go with a group of friends and people you know that you know yeah, to wander yeah, yeah. around together. That I had a blast with you guys, even yeah. though like I'm into comics, but not nearly as much as you are. You know what I mean? To watch you like a kid in a candy yeah, store. Fuck. No, and I'm not. I mean, spent way too much money. It's not even that. Just, just it's that. It'd be like if you went with me to Star Wars Celebration. It'd be the opposite. And you like you'd be, running into people you'd probably and being be like, laughing what the at me, fuck? just like uh, everything, everything I look at. Oh my god! Oh my god! What, what do you mean <laughs> you did at WonderCon? What? Did, what? What? Do we be see a hundred times worse? <laughs> Who did we see? There was a. It was a Darth something. Oh yeah, when we were talking about the toys and stuff. Yeah. What, oh, what? the Darth Revan action figure. Oh my god. See, see. <laughs> and 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 the words were out of Patrick's mouth. If you see any Star Wars figures. You stopped me and we're looking. And I was like, I right. said, to be clear, to be fair, I said vintage. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> there were Star Wars figures everywhere. I just wanted to compare prices. On Why didn't you figures. buy the Greedo, man? That wasn't Greedo. Uh, uh, the Watto? Yeah, the Watto. Uh, it was for my uh, my co-host, Tim. He said he likes it, but he didn't He didn't. We should have bought it anyways. That I thing know. was hilarious. I know. I we should have bought it like, for our show. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I, I figured, look, in two weeks I'll be at the Star Wars convention. I'll find more stuff. I might as well just save my and money. Hopefully for cheaper. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly well, What's right. going to happen when you go through TSA and they're like, what the fuck is this? And you're going to be like, an embarrassment to Star Wars, but nonetheless oh, something. Oh, come on. Be really? nice to Watto. Really? What did he do to you? Uh, he existed in the prequels. What's wrong with Watto? Once again, he... It's Watto. It's like associated. It's guilty by association. Did you see the guy that was... <laughs> he, he was his cosplaying as Anakin and it said, I hate sand... And then he flipped, I didn't see that. He flipped the sign and it said, but I love pod racing. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Awesome. I was like, that guy's got that. And it was funny because it was like, mm. and then he'd flip it and he'd smile, dude. It was fucking hilarious. Guess what I saw at, at, at WonderCon on Sunday? Hmm. I saw a person with a Venonat. Really? Yeah. And it was like crawling around on the floor and like she had like huh. a leash on it. Yeah. Fucking Venonat, dude. I was like. For those that don't know, that's a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And for those that are making fun of us, fuck you. Yeah, uh, seriously, I've played Pokemon all day. <laughs> People go up to me and they're like, oh, you still play Pokemon Go? I'm like, don't say it like that. Like, oh, you still do that? Fuck off. Pokemon Go is awesome. Do you still watch cartoons as a grown-ass man? Tell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do I watch Saturday morning cartoons? Yes, I do, on Friday night. <laughs> they're, just, they're not I sit Saturday there. morning at that moment. No, because, you know, Rebels airs... Even though sometimes Saturday I don't like night. Rebels, it airs on Saturdays. But yes. if you have the Disney XD app, Friday at midnight, it's usually up. Really? So Friday nights, I'll be at home like watching TV and I'm like, oh shit, it's midnight. I'm going to watch some cartoons. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, I like to be like the, among the first to see it so people don't ruin it. You know, it Rebels is actually one of the only TV shows I'm still... Oh God, I'm so embarrassed. Why? So I have like, you know, like The Flash and shit like yeah. that. The two TV shows that I actually keep up with, just because it's so quick and can go by like 20 minutes, yeah. I don't have to sit there for fucking 50 minutes. Star Wars Rebels? Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z Super. Nice. <laughs> and believe it or not, Super is so fucking boring. And I can't believe as a kid, I watched this shit. Because I think we're at like 12 episodes in. 
And now it's like, I haven't even reached my full form. Tune in next time. Oh. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they like, like Goku's died like twice in the motherfucker and like somehow lives. And that comes out, by the way, I heard from a Jewish person that uh, apparently the joke with Jesus is that like, speaking of dying and coming back, uh, um, the joke is, is that nobody actually went in to the tomb to check if he was alive or dead. So for all you know, he was okay and he just walked right, like, right back out. And I was like, wow, this is where we're going with this? Okay. This is where we're going with this. His last name is also Goldman, so, you know. He's, well, he also eats. He's also eating pork. I don't know if I like the direction we're going with this podcast. Right <laughs> maybe, I need to, maybe I need to steer the shit back. Mm. All right, while so we're talking how, about... How was your weekend, man? That was good. Busy. Very busy. I'm yeah. exhausted right now. I'm exhausted. This is... Uh, this, you know, this stuff revitalizes you, you know? Yeah. I think it's like anything in life where sometimes you just need to get your batteries recharged. And I think for you, for everything you were going through, I think that WonderCon did that for you, you know? You it did. Could, I think that, I think that it, it can go both ways. Like, you could go to a con and have a terrible time, and it might have made you feel even worse. But sometimes you fun. go and good shit happens and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's why I like this stuff. Yeah. And I think doing this kind of stuff for me is like small doses throughout the week. Nice. I can be having a rough weekend or just a long weekend. and You feel drained. And it's like I get I get what Kevin Smith was saying when I first used to listen to him talking about how much he loves podcasting. I'm like, how many fucking podcasts does this guy have? And he's like, it's great, man. You got, you know, just turn on the mics and talk about it. I'm like, now I get it. Like, yeah, sit yeah. down with you and we can have this conversation in your living room. But we come to the studio and we hit record. And, and on top of it, like. Like, to re-listen to it during the yeah. week, too, you're like, holy shit, totally remember farting at that part, and I'm really glad it didn't pick up on the microphone. It happens, people. It happens. That's why we have a fan on in this room. Uh, at the moment, but guess what? When I fart, it goes off like a fucking shotgun, baby. Woo! Speaking of that, my voice is all messed up from WonderCon, too. Fucking yelling uh, and shit. This is totally random, but we're talking about comics and talking about San Diego Comic-Con and movies being there. And I've never picked up a prostitute there. Remakes. No, that's not what I'm Oh, okay. Remakes of old stuff. I did watch it. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I think so. I didn't watch it yet. Are we talking about Power Rangers? Yeah. I, I didn't to watch you, it yet, but I... I wanted to get you, will you watch it before next week? Maybe I might watch it on Friday. I want to watch it. Oh, the first if, if I if I uh, oh yeah if I uh, maybe have like a movie gift card for you. Oh, I'm down. Go? I'm right. totally down. Uh, um, the only reason why is because I heard it, it was good. So we'll 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 do some sizzle for next week, right? We'll do a little sizzle. I went to see it. I won't tell you what I thought. I've already told you. But I'm not going to tell you on mic because we're sizzling. But. Uh, I was never into Power Rangers. I was born a, uh, born a little too early for that's that. That's what I hear a lot. So what I want to do is have a conversation with someone who I know actually knows this shit. Unfortunately. And, but, you know, to see what you thought versus what I thought. I'm yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I'm hearing a lot of mixed. I'm hearing people loved it, people hated it. And I'm hearing combinations of people that weren't into it actually liked it. People that weren't into it thought it was stupid. People that were into it hated what they did with it. And people that grew up on it also loved it. Like, it's it's all across the board. So I'm really interested to see what you think. So, um, uh, I've heard good things from a re- let's do this. Re- reliable let's- sources. It's It sounds like something I'm going to enjoy. But let's do this first before you even get into that. What were your initial thoughts when you saw the trailer? It looked fucking shitty. Okay. I thought the way the Power Rangers looked was stupid. It was like, <laughs> the comment was when we first announced this, no, when we first got the trailer, the comment was, Max Steel isn't looking so bad now, <laughs> is it? And if you guys don't know what Max Steel is, look up the fucking trailer for it, because it's like a horrible Nickelodeon movie. But first off, um, after knowing what direction we're going in, mm-hmm. um, after hearing the history of how the Power Rangers continuity came to be... Mm-hmm. 
And where they're driving at, I'm really excited. The only thing that I guess I would have issues with is that, uh, and it's because my buddy kind of went in depth with it, and I felt that was a really weird cop-out, even without seeing it. Apparently, our our version of Billy, uh, who was like the blue-collar person in the original and white and smart, uh, in this is black. And he's not, he's smart, but he's autistic. Mm -hmm. So that was like the one issue that I guess race kind of had was like, why couldn't he just be smart? Like, why do he have to be autistic? But at the same time, my counter argument was, I don't think it was the fact that it was like, well, he's black. So we're going to make him autistic. It was let's have an autistic person. So once again, someone could look up, dude, I almost got brought to tears at WonderCon. And the reason why, (laughs) but kind of like totally thought something else and it made me laugh and pulled me out of tears. Um, I got to see a little girl cosplay as X 23 and I was like, somebody that is Mexican Mm -hmm. and a little girl finally gets to look up to someone Mm -hmm. that is her own race and is dressed up as something politically correct. Mm -hmm. Granted, she murdered the fuck out of a lot of people and is covered in blood in most of the movie. It really did make me feel like, man, like, that makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. So... As much as, you know, you could say, oh, it's race and everything. At the same time, you could say y- your friend that's that's uh, autistic finally gets to look at someone and say, you know what? Out of all the superheroes, I get to be a Power Ranger. And that says a lot more. Because mm-hmm. you don't know unless you're on that side of the field. I'm sure everyone in the world's like, yeah, superheroes. But you know how shitty I feel if I even want to attempt the cosplay knowing that I'm not white so I can't technically be dead on to these cosplays. It, it affects me, You know man. what? And too, and like, you know people do this when they go, like, let, just get, throw out throw out a white superhero. Superman. Okay. You dress up and immediately some asshole is going to be like, oh, right on, Mexican Superman. Yes, Like, exactly. you're, not, you're not dressed as Superman. You're dressed as Mexican, Mexican Superman. Superman. Yep. And I don't think, to be, let's, let's be honest, white people don't get it. Like, they don't yeah. get that, that they even say that shit. It's just the, so, the stupidest comments, you know? You know? <laughs> And so I don't get upset when there's reboots and stuff and they, and they mix it up and make it diverse. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I think you can, you can be true to the character and, and regardless of what they look, yeah. look like, you know, so. I hear, um, Bill, what's his name? Bill something. The one that played alpha alpha, what are we talking about? alpha five in power Rangers, the robot, the little robot dude. Oh I, yeah. I forgot. I forgot his name. Hmm? I forgot his name. I hear. Uh, yeah. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear he's great. I like the idea of everything. So that's why I'm excited here, because unlike Patrick, you know, he doesn't like to hear too much when he goes to, to a movie. I like to hear a lot of stuff. So like it kind of hypes me. Sometimes it ruins it. I'm not going to lie, which you have the great idea on. Like if, uh, you know, uh, hear no evil, see no evil. Well, you know, evil. and obviously my exception is with Star Wars. I want to know everything I can find out going in, because for me, that's that's part of the process and that's fun. But for most other things, if the trailer, the moment that the trailer sells me. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to give me anything else. Let, I know I'm going, so let me be surprised. I wasn't even sold on the trailers for Power Rangers. I was just speaking in general. Trailer, well, the trailer I'm, for I'm Power also Rangers. For that movie. Yeah, was just I was like, just kind of like, well, I, I might see it, I might not. And to yeah. be honest, I went to the theater to see something else, and the times were kind of like, well, if I, I could wait a half an hour to see life, or I could go watch Power Rangers right now, and the second I walk in, the next showing of life will be starting, so I could see two movies right now. So Did like, you see life? Yeah. How was it? 
you know me. I'm very easily entertained, so I have to preface that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. I okay. liked it a lot. Um, Do you feel it was a missed opportunity to be a Venom movie for Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Um, well, now now that you've kind of revealed whether it was or wasn't, because I haven't been telling people. Oh, okay. I had so much fun in that movie, because I went in going, yeah, 99% sure it's not a Venom. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. Like a kind but of a But that 1% pilot, you were hoping. That 1% made the movie better for me, because I was guessing the whole time, because the entire movie, I was waiting for them to do something that would say, okay, this is officially not a Venom, you know? And to be honest, there's nothing. If they really wanted to... They could lie and say this. They could still do it and say... Okay, so my first question with that then is, this is the only way to tie it. Is it a Sony movie? Yes. Fuck. Okay. It is a Sony movie. And it was really fun going, what if it turns out it was? And the whole movie, just like the what if, was really fun. Um, but I still think it's a great movie, even if you didn't even know that was a thing, okay. or if you don't care about Spider-Man or you don't even know what Venom is. Like I had a great like if you liked. Does it take on a Venom personality? No, no, it does not. So but, it doesn't form into like some big. Old uh oh well. How much do you want to know? Not All right, a spoiler not. alert for anyone listening. Spoiler if you, if alert. you're gonna see Life and Haven't, shut this off and Three, come back to it. Three, two, one. The thing starts out as like a one. Like a one cell organism. Yeah. And it grows fast. And when it started out, it was kind of clear almost. And then it gets kind of white. Later on in the movie, it's kind of like black. black. And as it gets bigger, there's a part where it kind of had a face. And I'm like, that's close enough that it could be. We're like maybe two thirds of the way through the movie. It's like human, like it doesn't not human shaped, but human big enough, like a human size. Yeah. It's, it's changing shape. It's changing color. At one point, the like kind of a face comes out. I was like, that was when I was kind of like, this, this might be. <laughs> it was kind of wishful thinking. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. would be awesome if they really. Greatest marketing thing in the world. If right they here. released it. And I, and then I started to think, then damn it. I wish I hadn't seen that article that this might be Venom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. I would have been blown away. But I probably wouldn't have gone opening weekend if it weren't for the rumors. And then I would have found out anyways, you know. But um, it it was, there were some parts of it that I felt close enough. Um, On the one hand, I'm like, well, it's kind of flying. So no. But then I was like, no, it's not flying. We're in space. It's just floating. It just looks like it's flying the way it's moving. Okay. And so, yeah, I think that it was, it was close enough. It had me on like guessing until the very end. And does, but does the very end debunk it or not? Um, Like, does it have like the venom eyes and all that or no? In the very last scene, you don't actually see it. You don't see what it looks like. Motherfuck, so it technically could still be. Technically. It never looked close enough to Venom, but just the... the do you want the, the, the ending? Sure, yeah. So, once again... <laughs> Get sucks into space like Alien? Oh, that shit, was the, am I right? That was, the, that was what they were trying to do. So, there's only two people left on the ship, on the space station. Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan Reynolds is out early. No! Damn. You asked. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, Look, I would have done the same thing in the so, movie theater. I would have been like, no! Yeah, and and so they're basically on a space station because it, it's damaged a lot of the controls and they realize this thing's just a killing machine. It's, it's a lot like the first Alien in that yeah. way. The space station is drifting closer and closer to Earth and it will survive... Uh, re-entry, which means the creature will that like that basically the last two there. people are like, look, we cannot let this thing get to Earth. It will kill everyone. So they realize the only hope they have are there are they figure that uh, that they're just going to have to die and they're going to just push the space station out into space. Okay. Okay. Then they realize there is hope. There's two escape pods, and if they and the escape pods are um, like autopilot straight to Earth. Okay. But Jake Gyllenhaal's character is. Uh, 
he is trained to to manually override the escape pods and the other the, the other woman is not okay so the, the idea is if they go to opposite escape pods and he can lure the creature into his he will just fly himself out into space and her pod will go to earth so he can still save her so he's gonna die he's gonna then. sacrifice himself okay because they have to make sure it doesn't get to earth and um the the ship is kind of, the space station's kind of falling apart. So in the end, he find they had these. This there was some cool technology in there, and I don't know if any of this really exists. But it was like it looked like a flashlight, and when you smack it, it lights up. But what it was actually doing is releasing oxygen. Huh. So the oxygen would lure the alien because it needed oxygen too, right? And the ship was almost out of oxygen, and they're freezing to death in there. So they realize okay, and they had these like these sticks on them, and they realize. If we turn it on, it'll come right for it. So he goes first. He goes to the escape pod. And every time he turns the corner, he cracks one of his oxygen sticks and then just lets it go. And the creature would like wrap itself around it. And he would go down the tunnel, crack the next one, and it will come after him. He gets in the escape pod and he and she could see through the window once he was in his pod. And he kind of cracks it and flashes it at the window. So she goes, okay, he's in. She starts going for hers. The alien comes in his and he shuts the door and he they get ready to, to launch. He's throwing the sticks at it because it's in the escape pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, it, and it holds it until it absorbs all the oxygen and he would throw another one. She gets in hers and they both launch. So hers is going to go straight to Earth. He's going to manually override his out of space. And there's all this debris and the ship, like the space station is falling apart and the space station, the, the, the escape pods are identical and you see him fly his out and they hit some of the, the debris and what you don't realize until the last, like her, her pod lands on in the ocean, his flies out into space. And then these guys, I think it's near Japan. You see these guys on like a fishing boat. They see it land and they, they row really? over, crack the door open or no, they, they look in the window and what you find out is because of all the debris, they were going this way, and when they hit the shit, they switched. You no. see him in there telling them, don't open it, don't open it, don't open it, and they open it. <laughs> and then it cuts to her flying out into space, and, and she can't, and she's just screaming because she can't, she can't she override can't control. the controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked. I mean, I knew that was what was going to happen. When you see the two pods escape at the same time, I'm like, they're going to do a little switcheroo on the audience. I but, didn't think that, but. But, I mean, it just kind of seemed like, well. yeah. They just told us what's going to happen, and they do it. That's a little bit of a boring ending. Yeah, you know? basically like, oh, they got away with this scot-free. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I so, mean, a typical horror ending, it's kind of like the whole uh, right. the whole Freddy ending where it's right. like, oh, like, everything is fine. You wake up, everything's There's good. There's always like, no, a little, like, really. yeah. And that was yeah. the very last scene is, like, you realize that. And, and it it's weird. The creature, it almost looked like that he was putting Jake Gyllenhaal into kind of a, remember in uh, in Aliens when they find the people that are, that are like, still, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have all the just shit all, like, yeah, goo yeah. all, like, it kind of looked like that. So he was doing something. So that's why I'm saying, like, if they really wanted to go, like, oh, man, people thought this was Venom. Like, they kind of still, still could. could. <laughs> But yeah. but there was no confirmation. Like the thing didn't look like complete like venom at any point. You know what I saw? It was pretty funny. It it, it reminded me of aliens because uh, Stranger Things had like kind of an alien mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. So that reminded me of Stranger Things, and they actually made fun of Stranger Things on The Simpsons that I was Did watching. Did they really? Yeah, it was oh, great. I seen that one they yet. were like, oh man, and it was kind of like a Family Guy moment, but it was fucking hilarious. So basically, what happened is they're like, oh, Patty and Selma can't go back to their apartment because they still have black mold and the black mold is uh is the upside down upside down yeah oh. and they're like trying to scrape the black mold off and like this thing comes out and like grabs them and pulls them in and it's just for like a fucking like second or two yep. and it just does it and i was like did, did they just make fun of fucking stranger things right now that's, that's fucking awesome, awesome. They're not, and they just, they don't even touch into it later on. And I forgot how often like Simpsons does shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like so subtle, but yeah, constant fucking great. Um, 
You know what? I I think we got I think we got a little bit of uh, comics after dark in this one. That's all right. We got a little bit of hunt for the paranormal. Uh, fuck, <laughs> hunt for the paranormal. A little bit of uh, Radio Free Mandalore. Sure. Uh, a little bit of Hollywood and Vine. So I think it's time to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Fucking YouTube could just open up any slower. It would be freaking awesome. <laughs> well, you know what damn time it is, everybody. It's the same time oh, it is every week. And, of course, Patrick and I are just going to pull something mm-hmm. right out of our asses because we never truly are ready yeah, I know. for this moment. How do we do moment? this every week and every yeah, week? I forget we're going to do never, it. Never. Mm. Never ready. It is time for Tom Things. Thank you, Tom, for not only playing Forrest Gump, but for allowing that franchise to not only branch out into some Bubba Gumps all across, <laughs> but me actually telling people to go to Bubba Gumps over the weekend of WonderCon and running into the greatest cosplay ever, jogging Forrest Gump with the giant beard. Oh, yeah, I, I got to see it. I got to see it this week. And he was, and he, he was still running. Awesome. He's still fucking running. So uh, thank you, Tom, for doing all that. Thanks, Tom, for making the burbs. And I know I've thanked you for this before, but... Let me tell you why I'm thank you for the burbs this time. This time. If it weren't for the burbs, I wouldn't be on the show. That's true. And we're about at the six month mark. And uh, are we? Yeah, about that. I mean, it Damn. was it was the Halloween ish episode, you know? Yeah, it was. And it's been six months, man. And I'm having a great time on the show. I love being on on the show. I love being part of the network. So thanks, Tom. But really, thank you, Matt. I, Since I th- we decided we're gonna get serious this show. I, I think I think I think it still goes to Tom. All right, thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit of course you guys you can call someone 468-41652 follow us on Facebook follow us on Twitter that's life underscore podcast I'm your host MTR also known as Matt Rat, and as always hold on I wasn't ready for that I'm Patrick there it is until next time you guys have a good one later later